Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet... You can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This podcast is part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club, a program designed to help all podcasts reach their full potential. For information about joining the Robots Radio Rocket Club, check out robotsradio.net. Welcome to Holocron Histories, Star Wars canon versus legends. We're going to take a deep dive into the lore of the Star Wars universe. Welcome to the Holocron Histories podcast, where we talk about Star Wars canons versus legends. I am one of your hosts, Austin, also known as Teacup. And I'm your other host, Ben of Tamaria. Um, ben, I have a story to tell you before we start. Um, on recording the Dragon Age lore cast last week, I introed the show. Hi, my name is Austin, or Sheikup. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Yeah, so that was where I was at that day. Um, And we might have left it. We may or may not have left that in. And so you have to listen to find out. To watch me call myself She-Cup. Oh, gosh. Oh, that's funny. But today, we are not going over canon or legends today. We are going after the very honestly surprising announcement that we got back on sunday and then we got more info of it back on monday or yes what's today today's tuesday Tuesday, right yeah okay as we're recording this is tuesday so yesterday for us uh star wars outlaws was announced completely out of nowhere complete left field yeah i was at work at the time and just happened to go on break and literally just pull up the the live stream on my phone and boom star wars is like wait what is this <laughs> it's like uh. well yeah and you know we had gotten rumors that ubisoft was close to finishing the development on its um open world game and we've known ubisoft has had a star wars ip in development since ea lost or didn't lose they ended exclusivity with ea which lucasfilm games did eight no it was 2020 is when that happened yes Mm -hmm. and so which i mean i think is a good thing i think that ea did give us some great games in both battlefronts eventually battlefront 2 was amazing Uh, battlefront 2 I wouldn't, yes. I wouldn't say Battlefront 1 was the great. Just saying. That's just no, but it was it was fun. It, <laughs> it was, was fun, fun in its own way. Um, and then they give us, you know, they've had some misses with squadrons and whatever. And then we get Fallen Order was also produced under EA, at least, kind of, 
It was mainly and Respawn then, taking control and literally looking at EA. It's like, we got this. And they just ran right. with it. And so I think it's better because I think we should have a multiple styles of Star Wars games. And that requires multiple developers and gaming companies to come and have a thing about it. Oh, yeah. I agree. Uh, I mean, before what, 20... I want to say it was before 2015, before the Disney acquisition, Star Wars games were, there was no exclusivity to development. Like, Bioware had games, um, EA had games, um, I think Activision at some point had Star Wars games. Activision Activision did Jedi Academy. Okay, there you go. I'm uh, pretty sure. Maybe. Or was they it? Did, they did, Activision did, well, Raven Studios did. Academy, because I remember that, but the Activision then, might have had a little bit of a hand. And didn't wasn't Activision also in works with um, Republic Commando? Oh, maybe that was it, because it was a shooter like Call of Duty. Yeah, but regardless, it's a great thing. It's it's good to have more than just one studio specifically under uh, for Star Wars, but with Outlaws. Um, as we were saying, it is being developed by Ubisoft, specifically by mm-hmm. Massive Entertainment, which is their subsidy for Division 1 and Division 2, and the concurrent like Division uh, Resurgence and Heartland, which is also in development. So it's going to be, obviously, just from Division 1 and Division 2, this is mainly going to be a shooter style, which, honestly, I'm fine with. There are Star Wars characters that don't use lightsabers, and I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so far as setting, we do know it is set in between the uh, Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. So it's in that one-year gap right between those two films. And surprisingly, a lot happens in that one year. Obviously, you know, Han Solo's frozen carbonite being handed to Jabba, which, fun fact, you do see that in the reveal trailer, seeing Han being delivered to Jabba. And then, um, in in the story is what's really interesting. You don't deal with the rebel versus empire struggle for once. We are not doing that is a going a complete different trope. Uh, we are dealing uh, with mainly crime syndicates. So, you know, the Pikes, the... Um, Black Suns. Black Suns, the Huts, all of that. Probably the Crimson Dawn, I think, yep. you know. Probably. Maybe, maybe, maybe we'll get some Kira in this game. She's very active during this time. This is true. I didn't think of that. Um, so you do play as a scoundrel named K. Voss, K. Vess, and with, you do have, and this is going to be raving of all Star Wars fans now, so, you know, in Jedi Fallen Order, Jedi Survivor, we had the cute BD-1 droid companion. Now we have another cute companion named Nyx, who is a little furry animal creature that, uh, K. will have at all times. And Nyx actually has gameplay elements. Like, 
Nyx will like distract guards, uh, go fetch weapons for you. Uh, we'll hit panels so you can like secretly like get behind enemies, or like cram- climb on uh, crates to solve puzzles and stuff like that. Yeah, it's adorable though. Nyx is adorable. Uh, we do see K play Pazak in the trailer and in the gameplay. I'm kind of hoping they bring Sabak as a mini game. I kind of hope we do get Sabak. Um, I would be okay with Bazak too. But Bazak's um, not canon. <laughs> they can do whatever they want. Fair point. Um, but yeah, bring back a card game. It's an open world game for once. We need a card game, <laughs> just like any other open world. Um, I would like, I think, probably Sabak might be what we're doing. Because um, Sabak is like the poker version of in the Star Wars universe, whereas Pazak is like Blackjack. Yes. Yeah, it's just, yeah. A, you know, different types of card games uh, mm-hmm. comparable to real life card games. And then, uh, so the gameplay is set in third person. So you're always like over the shoulder, kind of like behind the character um blaster combat we do see in the gameplay footage they showed and from what we can tell in the gameplay footage you have different blaster configurations with your pistol from what it looks like i think i think so did you watch the post show of ub forward i didn't because i I didn't yeah i didn't because i was also at work and so i was trying to I was trying to see if they did anything like post game. Um I, with Ubisoft. I don't know if they did. I just know uh they've talked about like the settings and like why it takes place right. in this and why uh who's this and who's that kind of thing. I don't think they really talked about gameplay mechanics in the post show. Um but from what we see in the gameplay, uh your blaster pistol that you have looks like there's an ion uh, part of your weapon that you can disable shields. You can also go oh. full blaster. But Pretty you cool. only have a blaster pistol on hand. If you want like a blaster rifle, Nyx will have to go get it. Like we see like in the yep. gameplay footage and you're in a firefight with the Pike Syndicate uh, and it looks like an abandoned tie facility there's like broken down tie fighters and whatnot and you're there to steal something for um the client that hired you and in the gameplay right. you see uh k use her blaster pistol you know just like over the shoulder fire like it's similar to mass effect if you're anybody's played mass effect mm-hmm. and then she goes up against someone and like they pull up a an ion shield so then you the player switches the blaster. I couldn't tell what it was. It was so quick. I think there's a a blaster uh, component to where like you can disable shields and then you knock them out with the punch. Hmm. But you can go full stealth in this game if you really wanted to. Yeah. And which we have yet to really get nope. in a Star Wars game. Nope, not at all. Every Star Wars game we've seen and played over the you know the course of like 
30 years has been all guns blazing because why use stealth when when you shoot a blaster you can't silence the shot <laughs> yeah the closest we get is kotor really and mm-hmm. battlefront 2 had a quasi self stealth element but you get like one stealth kill before they're like oh we see her right let's all kill Aiden. uh and so i think it'll be really interesting i would be curious if we could get some type of like maybe a vibro dagger or some type of vibro blade since they are canon now like this is true and they do show them in the trailer um using vibro blades so hmm. who knows i'm i'm hoping so i mean from i mean we only got 10 minutes of gameplay and from mm-hmm. what we know, this game is going to be massive. <laughs> See what I did there? Massive, right. massive entertainment. <laughs> yeah. um, but it looks like we're getting something where it we have the Jedi series of Fallen Order and Survivor really to thank for this game. Like, because I think it laid the groundwork for a lot of features that we're going to see, like the flawlessly moving between planets, like that started with Jedi Fallen Order. And now we're getting it to where it's like No Man's Sky, where we're going to flawlessly move between planets and. Yeah, go in and out of battle and stuff like that, you are going to feel like. I mean, the more the way they would make it feel more like you yourself are in the Star Wars universe is by just giving us it in in VR. All right. Be interesting if they did something like that. We'll see. Uh, I feel like if they do, and this is just off topic of what we're talking about today. Uh, if we actually go and do another Star Wars VR game that's not like, you know, Star Wars Battlefront with the X-Wing mission or whatnot, or mm-hmm. Vader Immortal, and do something like this, and depending how Assassin's Creed Nexus runs and plays out, if Assassin's Creed Nexus is what we hope it's going to be and what they kind of showcase it to be, I have a very strong feeling Ubisoft would be the good team to do that right and i think that i think this is a boost the money that ubisoft probably got from this deal to do this game is probably the fact that if they get some like high-end star wars disney money contracts all it's gonna do is make the uh, their other ips soar because they're going to be able to turn around and invest that. I mean, look, the way Nexus looks, looks like a company who actually took time releases. into a VR game. <laughs> yes, yes. And, like, I mean, I'm not going to pretend that Valhalla's release was flawless, because it absolutely was not. Um, but the Division has been pretty okay. True. Division's been good. I mean, constant support. You you can't deny that. But, I mean, Valhalla was buggy as heck, especially if you played on PC. And it it was even buggy on console. Yes, this is true. 
Um, and so it'll be interesting to see how this game plays out. I hope and pray to God that they do a little bit more maybe performance support than Respawn did with Jedi Survivor. Just because Jedi per- Survivor was... Yeah, so fidelity and performance modes for Jedi Survivor, if anybody knows and hasn't played the game, is essentially was the same. There was like no difference between the two, which is insanely because mm-hmm. uh, I played on fidelity mode because I wanted to get the environments, better environments, better graphics. Just I I didn't I didn't care playing at 30 FPS because you know I'm normally most console players are used to playing at 30 FPS, so it doesn't really matter to me. But and and you played on performance mode, didn't you? I did play on performance mode, um, but I was still dropping below 30 SPF on certain areas. And, like, it did get to the point, I know some PC players who were running at, like, 2, 3, 4 FPS. And, like, with the timing that has to be done on those dodges in some of those games, especially if you're playing at Grandmaster... It it would be unplayable. You would not be able to kill anything if you were running at four FPS. Yeah. But um, to get back on track with Outlaws real quick. Um, so if anybody's played Grand Theft Auto, you'd be very familiar with this game feature that they showed in the gameplay trailer. You can get wanted. <laughs> Just like in GTA, where you get caught doing a crime... If you get wanted, the Empire will specifically go after you. Well, I I also hope that they combine this feature with the mercenary feature from Odyssey. Ooh. Where you have like the mercenary trees and you can go and go on the offensive and hunt down bounty hunters. Ooh, I, ooh okay. Okay, I, I, I can get behind Which, that is not that far off because it's the same company. So, like, True. it's not that far off that they would put a similar thing in there. I mean, I can't tell you, like, I... Of Assassin's Creed game, I probably put the most hours in Assassin's Creed 3 because that's the one I got right when I was in high school. And I just sat around after school every day because high school wasn't hard for me and played video games and played the crap out of Assassin's Creed 3. But Odyssey, like, I spent hours upon hours and hours just hunting down mercenaries. And there was a lot. Like, a lot. Yeah, and I think (laughs) that would be really cool, especially kind of interaction with the Bounty Hunter Guild. And doing that, because you can't have a game focused on the crime syndicates without including the Bounty Hunters Guild. That is true. Um, I mean, for all we know, we don't know what other factions well I me mean, obviously we see the pikes we see they talk about the black suns they talk about the huts and like the trailers and whatnot we obviously see the empire has a huge presence yeah. i'm assuming i would we'll assume that the crimson dawn i would yeah, yeah i would hope so um the bounty hunter guild i would or imagine least... because the whole boba fett you know capturing han solo during this time during after the uh during this period Mm-hmm. like that has a huge recognition for the bounty hunters guild right there but isn't there in canon there's like an auction for han solo 
Yes. Before he goes to Jabba the Hutt. Correct. But I feel, I think this is the time that's right after he gets carbonated. Um, mm-hmm. As far as we see in the reveal trailer, we see Boba handing Jabba, uh, Jabba Han. Like right mm. then and there. But for all we know, that could also be at the auction. We don't know. Right. And it also, it's at the I mean, auction, that'd some be terrifying is of... if you're playing as K and you go to the auction to like do this quote unquote heist, Vader's there. Right. <laughs> I, I will also say that some of the planet shots did look like Kobo a little bit, like with pylons and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, once we go come back from our, like, once we hit our mid break and come back, uh, that is something I did jot down some of the planets that we do know we are going to. But we still don't know how many planets they are. And being an open world game, I would imagine there's going to be at least 10. I'm hoping. At least more than Jedi yeah. Survivor. Please. I was very disappointed in the number of planets for Jedi Survivor. Like, they're massive, and especially Kobo being as massive as it is. Give me more options of planets. Like, please. But, like, that's what they do in a lot of... Like, even Jedi Survivor in the scale it was, like, Zepho was obviously much bigger than any other planet we went to. True. That is true. But um, at this time, I think it's a good time to take our mid-break. You're good, because it meets you when it does that. You're good. Oh, it does. Okay. That's fine. All right. So welcome to the middle of the show where we talk about all things that have to do with the podcast. And it's here where I let you know that we have a Patreon. And if you'd like to support us, you can go there and sign up at patreon.com slash holocron histories. You can sign up and support us there and get any benefit from just ad free episodes to coming up with us on the show. You can also support us by leaving ratings and reviews on Apple or Spotify. Uh, if you leave us a kind comment or a five-star review with words, we will read it out on the future on a future episode of the show. Other than that, you can come and hang out with us on Discord. If you want the news about this podcast and what we're doing, Discord is the place to be. That's where we post first to do all of that stuff. If we have upcoming stuff for the podcast or anything, we post that on Discord first. And so you can join us at the Cups Podcasting and More Discord server or the Robots Radio Discord server we're both there under similar names, and so you can come and hang out with us there. Uh, you can also check us out live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Central, so 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain Time. Um, and those are your U.S. time zones. Uh, if you are in Hawaii... Or overseas, your time zone is not included. Sorry. Uh, but yeah, you can come check it out live every Tuesday. Though I do have an announcement that, well, I don't know. Are you going to get, we can cut this out later. Are you going to get co-host or are you going to? Oh, no, next week. Next, next week. week we'll just, yeah. uh, next week we're taking a small break. Um, yes. Gives me a little break and then a teacup. Austin here has work stuff. So we we have day jobs. So 
Yes. So we will, it will be a two week break because I will be unavailable next Tuesday and the Tuesday after. Oh, I didn't know two weeks. Oh, okay. Yeah, I did. Yes. Two weeks. And so we will come back in July. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. But yes. just to give everybody a heads up. So I do want to uh, shout out a comment we got on Spotify by oh, star wars yeah. and halo um this is on our great jedi episode so this was our last week's episode it was a really good episode yeah. i've never known much about the great jedi but i want an episode focused on darth revan well star wars and halo when we come back in july you bet we are going we are finally going to take a dive into revan's history not only on one episode, oh, but two episodes because he has such an extensive history. Yes. Uh, oh, so much. And if you liked our great, if you liked our great Jedi episodes, I've got opinions on Revan too. They're a little more positive, but I do have opinions. <laughs> Good to hear. But um, <laughs> oh, and we do live stream this on. As Austin said, on Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, on my Twitch channel, Ben of Tamaria. So yes, which I got new Twitch logo art from uh, Deathalade. Looks epic. It's great. Oh, awesome! That's awesome. So if anybody wants to see that art, it is right there on my Twitch. And uh, yeah, that's it. And we will be. Go right back into more outlaws. Okay. So now we're back. As we said earlier in the show, planets. So as far as we know, we see three planets that we know for a fact we're going to. That we have names for. God knows. We, we, in the gameplay trailer at the very end, we see like a compilation of multiple planets. It looks like there was like five different planets at least. Um, so obviously we we're going back to Tatooine. Lo and behold, got to go back to that Tatooine. If is it a like? Let's be quite honest. Is it a story about crime syndicates? If we don't go back to Tatooine, that's a fair point because you know Jabba. It is the hu- it is the hive of scum and vill- villainy. This is true. So, uh, just saying, we have Ashkaha, which is a mining planet that we see. Uh, hmm. A planet that looks similar to Kijin, which is from Rise of Skywalker. So that is the planet they go to see Babu Frick oh, and yeah. um, Pose X. Con friend, whatever. Um, I can't remember her name on the top of my head. Zori. Zori, thank you. Uh, where she's from, and then uh, Can Canton Cantonica, which I don't know much of that planet mm. personally. No, I think it's new. I actually do think it's new. Um, but there's four planets we know for a fact right there, and God knows what uh, how many other planets. So that is well. I remember in the trailer showed at the Xbox game show, it looked like Coruscant was also in that footage as well. Okay, that'd be interesting if we go to Coruscant. 
I mean, yeah, there is a lot of crime syndicates on Coruscant. Well, and like for those of you who don't know, at least in Legends canon, there's a whole battle for Coruscant in like that comes out after they blow up the Death Star at Endor. Like they still have to go to Coruscant and liberate it. Mm -hmm. So we'll see what happens there. But also they kind of like shifted the galactic hub from Coruscant to Hans to the Hansian system. And so I don't know how that yeah, is going to play in. I mean, that's going to be that's post uh, return, though. So currently the Empire is in control. Coruscant's the main capital still. But who knows what we'll see there. Uh, so there's also, as we said earlier, there's seamless flight on world to off world. And by seamless flight, I mean there's literally no load time when you get in your ship and you take off to space. I think that hyperspace that we saw is probably the closest thing that we'll get to a load time. Yeah. Which makes which reminds me very similarly to kind of Destiny's load screens mm-hmm. where it's like you're traveling, but you still kind of had control of your ships and stuff. But You just weave it. In Destiny. Yeah, yeah you, you get a load screen in Destiny, but it's just when you from go to orbit to, when you jump to your destination. I mean, we get that in mm-hmm. Jedi Fallen Order and Jedi Survivor. When you go from planet to planet, the load screen, quote unquote, is the hyperspace. Even though you're still in control right. of Cal and everything during the time, that's the game trying to load in every, all the aspects and everything. Assets. Right. Which is just so... I was disappointed that we didn't get to fly the Mantis a little bit. But... Yeah. That's true. But, well, it looks like we'll get to fly... Did you notice that the combat, like, the the, the space... Because we'll, I see your next point is the space combat, so mm-hmm. we can go talk about it. Did you know it seemed very similar to space combat from the SWOTOR? Yes. Yep. That I did. Which I'm all for. I mean, it's a lot more in depth than Swotors. Um, mm-hmm. So in Star Wars: Old Republic, the MMO, there's two types of uh, space combat. You have the um, PvP space combat, where you have full control of your of your starfighter and blasting through and everything. And then there's the like starfighter missions, which are on aboard your class starfighter. But it's it's a track shooter. Like oh. you control yeah. your ship just like weaving, but you don't control like where it's like going. But and then you control where the guns shoot. That's it. Right. Where in this one you have like you know full control. It's it's squadrons, but third person. Right. And it looks great. It does. It does look really great. I'm very excited about this game. I am curious. We'll be able to. I'm sure we probably will, but I want to know if we can upgrade our ship. I would assume so, especially with, I don't know. Starfield has been in development supposedly for 25 years. Okay, is what whoa, they told whoa, whoa, us at Xbox Game Show. I don't know about 25 years. That's what they said. They said 25 years in the making. That's probably. A good, like, 15 years of it was concept. <laughs> yes. Um, so, but 
Starfield, obviously, if you have not watched that and you are a Bethesda game fan, go watch it. The game looks amazing. Uh, but they have a lot of ship customization in there. I hope that we do get some, especially since that was something that I was wishing we had in Survivor was stuff to customize the Mantis a little bit. But I would love some kind of customization or at least maybe even like thinking in a more Assassin's Creed style flow of things the Mm -hmm. ability to upgrade it similar to how we upgrade the jackdaw the uh morrigan or the um andrastia in those games yeah yeah like we need to collect resources we need to collect resources by upgrades and stuff like that and i don't know if you noticed this did you notice the ship that you fly that keg has is very similar to a certain dropship we get when you go to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge for the Rise of the Resistance ride. It yes, is I did notice very that. similar like style of ship. Obviously, yeah. it's you know more maneuverable and more better based on combat rather than you know transporting people, but still. Speaking of some references to obscure things. I guess this one doesn't really count as obscure, but let's talk about Jalen. Oh gosh. (laughs) Yeah. He's your quote unquote companion. Uh, We don't know if he's a friend. We don't know if he's a foe. We just know he presents you with this basically jobs to do. Uh, because th- that's what you're trying to do in the galaxy. You're literally just trying to survive. Um, but w- what's your thing with Jalen? Did you look at his design? Yeah. Did you really <laughs> look at his design? That man. That man is Kyle Katarn. I'm sorry. <laughs> you will not convince me otherwise. That man is Kyle Katarn. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're absolutely correct. Uh, he looks. And that's why, like, Lucasfilm has been doing this, or I mean Disney, and since Lucasfilm has then been brought back into, like, as an actual division of part of Disney now, with LucasArts and all that, they're literally going back and bringing back, hey, we liked this character, but let's make him a little different and have him as a, and name him a completely different character. No, I think it's an alias. I actually, I am convinced. I will not be disappointed if I'm wrong, but I'm convinced that it is actually Kyle Katarn. And I mean, they do, they already kind of did his story a little bit with Rogue because they re with, with Rogue One. And so, because they rewrote how they get the Death Star plans for the first one. But I mean, Mm. it would be really interesting and we might have a tie-in with the Rebel Alliance. And that's the thing, because we know that the Rebel Alliance during this time is still using a kind of spy network and, like, recruiting criminals and scoundrels, quote-unquote, to come and help the Rebellion, especially with what we see in the Andor show. And that's so... True. Oh, that would be interesting having this because the emphasis of the game is USK are your you're trying to do the biggest heist in the galaxy that has ever seen. Mm-hmm. Mine knew that. 
Jalen, just like Austin said, is, you know, an agent of the rebellion, cohorts Kay into doing this heist, not, and she's not even knowing that she's part of the rebellion until probably until, you know, closer midway through the game or something. Because the Empire is the okay. main focus as quote unquote enemies besides other crime syndicates. We know that there is a mission to steal the Death Star 2's technical readouts. True. We know all we know about that said mission in canon is that many Bothans died to bring that information. We have yet to really see a Bothan in canon. True. If I remember correctly. Yeah, I believe so. I want to say yes. They're all over the Legends EU, especially post-Return of the Jedi. And But I think it's interesting that maybe they're going to give us Kyle Katarn's story a little bit with stealing the Death Star 2 plans instead of the Death Star 1. Interesting. And still get him, bring him back from Legends to canon, but do it different, just yeah. differently. Ooh. I don't know. That's just a That's, speculation. Right. Um, we don't know for sure. We don't We don't talk to Ubisoft as, as much as we probably no. would want to. Uh, <laughs> uh, but... But, like, we know at least... The Empire has a lot of things in development. We know that from Rogue One with the list of, like, on Scarif. And I doubt that Scarif was the only place that had a backup of all these plans. Um, and so I doubt any of them are lost because we know they get implemented later, like the hyperspace tracking and other things like that that are mentioned in when uh, Jen is going through the mm -hmm. list. So there could be anything. I mean, we could have we could have the shroud that's mentioned in Jedi Battle Scars. We could have a number of things that go anywhere. True. Uh th that's yeah. Uh all speculation we don't know for sure, but there's so many different routes they could do for a quote unquote heist. And you're not gonna do this heist alone. So, obviously, you have Nyx, who is your furry, cute companion with you at all times. But this is honestly... I would die for Nyx. Right. <laughs> this is honestly what I'm super excited for. You get another companion by the name of ND-5. ND-5 is a modified Separatist commando droid. <laughs> who is actually nice... Those things are, I mean, we make jokes, but like the commando droids, as far as combat abilities, are no joke. Like they're probably the ones that actually probably stand like that the clone trooper is actually worried about. Well, I mean, we see commando droids in action in Clone Wars and they give, you know, give the clones a huge uh fight on their hands yeah like it, it's it's not easy to take one of these down now granted even like playing jedi survivor cow has difficulties taking one like down let alone multiples right. granted it's 
different for him because, you know, he has the Force and is wielding a lightsaber and all. But still, like, for an average person or even a clone to go up against one of these things is no joke. Their agility and their uh, agile, like, body structure. Yeah. They're very fast. And if you notice... They might be fast. Yeah, they might be fast, but they're durable. Like, Mm -hmm. they shake off blaster bolts. Things that would take down B2s and B1s. Right. And I don't know if you noticed this. Did you, like, on the cover, and when we see in D5, he's straight up in, like, cowboy regalia. Right. (laughs) It's great. He looks like... He looks like an NRC Ranger from New Vegas. Yes. NCR yes. Ranger from New Vegas. Yeah. Just give him a hat and done. Yeah. Does he? He doesn't. No, he doesn't have a hat in the cover. I don't think he has a hat. It's just but, the trench coat. Yeah. But give him a hat because he has a. Tr- he's wearing a trench coat. He's wearing a holster with a uh, blaster pistol on the side, like full on cowboy style. Yeah. I never. Oh. Yeah, I need him to now have a I love cowboy hat. I loved the Ranger power armor in New Vegas. Oh, my favorite absolutely. look. Absolutely. And I'm still waiting Obsidian for New Vegas 2. I'm still waiting. If and if Obsidian's listening, I'm still waiting for that. Mm. Anyway. Uh and then So we do see a Rancor in the trailer. That's mm-hmm. all we know. We don't know what where this rancor is at. We don't know who is is. Uh, there's speculation it could be Jabba's rancor. For all we know, we don't know. Obviously, if it's Jabba's rancor, yes. it's probably in a cutscene kind of a thing, and not you actually fighting it. I'm hoping because right. well. We don't know when this is going to end. Like this game might end right at the start of of return. That's a good return point. Of Jedi. That's true. Oh yeah, for all we know, we could be in Jabba's palace during the events when Luke visits Jabba to get Han. Oh my gosh, that would really be a good tie-in to like finish up the game. Well, I mean, yeah. honestly, thinking they say big heist in quotes and like what big heist is there besides getting Han Solo one of the generals from the Rebel Alliance right then if we go to Tatooine and ooh I think we might have a good good uh, idea on the story maybe maybe I don't know it could be anything Ubisoft is known for surprises so who knows that's true I mean that's, that's true. They are also not afraid, and they are not afraid to kill off main characters. So <laughs> no, they are not. <laughs> yeah, they kill off main characters all the time. <clears throat> Assassin's Creed. Mm-hmm. Poor Yusuf. Uh, that was like something I was not expecting. Uh, revelations. I'm sorry. He was my favorite person mm-hmm. in that game, and they killed him. Oh, Yusuf. Yeah. What the heck? Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. I actually got mad at yeah, Ubisoft rip- for once. It's like, really? <laughs> is this game rated M? How are we still rating pending? Uh, it is still rated pending. We don't have a rating for it. Um, 
but being Star Wars, I guarantee it's going to be rated T. Probably. I don't Wait, expect you, Does them. Ubisoft make... Do they make T-rated games? Other than, like, Just Dance. I was about to say, it's like, that's the only one I know. No, they, well, they make sports games. They make um, The Crew and uh, um, right. Riders Republic. Have they ever like made a T-rated RPG? Not to my knowledge. It's n- like... So there it's are just I mean Assassin's Creed their story Far Cry Assassin's Creed Splinter Cell Tom Clancy um or Ra- uh, Rainbow, Rainbow Six all the Tom Clancy games yeah they're all rated M um Beyond Good and Evil well no I M. think the I think Splinter Cell was rated T was it I don't think it was the first maybe the first I don't know, that's one. Bad. Yeah, that's back on the original Xbox. That's like, really digging after my the brain first out. one. Everything I know for a fact, just like Double Agent and above, was all rated M. I don't think. I think the first one was rated yeah. M. But anyway, I well, and I'm just gonna say, like Ubisoft's story writing, especially in their present day games, is to rip your heart out. So, like, expect I don't, emotional I don't... tolls. <laughs> yes, I don't, and. Ubisoft, we always talk about Bioware being the game that has like your actions have consequences. But Ubisoft like will make your life miserable if you make wrong choices. Yeah. It's like Valhalla is a very good prime example of this. If you make really dumb decisions in Valhalla, you will have the most worst ending and most traumatizing ending of all yes terrible and i mean even odyssey is like that as well and like oh yeah like i mean this is the thing like oh i'm gonna kill this guy then you find out later he's your father oh (laughs) oh origins too should come with an emotional trigger warning yeah like i'm not like it's just they I could see EA or or Lucasfilms trying to push a T rating, but I just don't see the Ubisoft team doing that because of the way they tell stories. Fair point. We've never had an we've never had an M rated Star Wars game. This is also true. So, but we've also never had a Star Wars show as gritty and as violent as Andor. Also true. So, who knows what's going to happen? Yeah, yeah, we don't know. Um, It'd be interesting if this was rated M. I can't see it because it has the Star Wars name on it. And same goes with, like, so Ubisoft's also developing Avatar's uh, Frontiers of Pandora, which is a Mm -hmm. first-person game where you play as a Navi, but you use primitive weapons with human weapons. But I don't know if that's rated M. Because they've yet to put a rating on that. But you do kill people. But who knows? I don't know. 
And then the last uh, point I had was in the open world, you can use hover bikes. You can have speeder showdowns. I'm excited for that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This game's great. The like the stuff we got from the Xbox showcase, the stuff we got from the Ubisoft Forward, we are very set for the next like this year and next year. <laughs> like big time. And just like a little side tangent before we end the show. We have Starfield this year, which if you have not seen the Starfield Direct, go watch it. It's 45 minutes long. You will not be disappointed because it's literally everything that I've ever wanted to, like wanted for a space game. And we're getting it. And mm-hmm. did you ever, Austin, did you ever play Oblivion? Yes. And you saw the, who they brought back? Oh my god. Don't <laughs> I I hate that thing so much. So if anybody knows And I am in Oblivion, if you complete the gladiator battles, you get an uh NPC called the Adoring Fan comes up to you and like literally berates you and like follows you everywhere and loves you to death. Well, they br- and they also had him in ESO, which I don't know how you encounter him in ESO, but he's in the game. They brought him back he's for Starfield. He's a god. He's a god. <laughs> it's the only explanation. And it's actually he's Akatosh. That's what I'm going with. He's Akatosh. <laughs> and Akatosh is actually he is both a world ending dragon and an annoying half annoying wood elf who follows you around. And fun fact, like if you look at him, it's the same voice actor who plays him in Bolivian and ESO. They got the original guy to come back. They modeled his character just like Oblivion, just instead of pointy ears. And he's as annoying as ever with actually more creepy dialogue. Yes. Um. So this is what I'm going to say. So if you've played Mass Effect, you're familiar with Conrad Werner who is a shepherd idolizer. I played Mass Effect around the same time I finished Oblivion. And I will be quite honest with you. I told Conor, Conrad Werner to go away and was rude to him because I was triggered by the adoring fan from Oblivion. But hey, you don't have to encounter him in Starfield because to have him follow you you have to have you have to select a perk when you create your character. Yeah, but you could probably select it later. Probably I, true. I will you can also kill him. I will shoot him out the airlock. <laughs> I will shoot him out the airlock. No, if you kill him in Oblivion, he comes back. He's essential. Oh, that's right, he is. But in Starfield he's not, so Yeah. I will shoot him out the airlock. But yes, go 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 watch our Starfield Direct. I'm super excited. Yes. Austin's excited. But we have, you know, Star Wars Outlaw we talked about today. There's, you know, Mirage mm-hmm. coming out. Conan Jade has a closed beta later this month. So go Yeah. Closer. Which Ubisoft, it, it I am an good. Assassin's Creed content 
I am an Assassin's Creed content creator. Get me in this beta. I'm his co-host. Just get me in there too. <laughs> On this show, not on Assassin's Creed. <laughs> Jeez. Um, Codename Jade looks gorgeous though too. And I'm like, is this really a mobile right. game? And then I looked who also like who developed. Uh, so Ubisoft was in partner with Tencent to make the game. And I was like, oh, that's why it looks gorgeous mm-hmm. because they have the people behind Genshin Impact. Yes. Which Genshin Impact is still winning awards. Yes. And it's on all platforms. And yeah. what we got so, Nexus stuff, which is a full fledged game, which I did not realize until after the fact. Yeah. I thought it was a platform. It is like it was the, like a launcher. They confirmed it is going to be a full fledged Assassin's Creed game with the three uh with Cassandra, Ezio, and uh Connor. And they said I'm just they're adding more story to their stories. SEOs takes place two yes. years after Brotherhood. And Cassandra's takes place after the events of Odyssey and Connor's takes place after um, or in some time between. They gave us the years. But it's still during the revolution, but I think it's other stuff that he was doing. Mm. Um, but I will say this. I'm just going to point this out. If you're an Assassin's Creed fan, just bear with me. If you're not, just bear with me. Ubisoft is Abstergo. At this point in time, yes. Because that's all they focus on now. They're Abstergo. They're giving us VR stuff to do their games and live it and do it. They basically handed us an Animus. Yep. And... I need to go out and now buy an Oculus to play this game because it comes out this holiday. And when they announce Ezio is like one of the main characters you play in the game, I have to have it because Ezio. No, they did this. I will say you are going if you're going to get motion sickness if anything in this game. (laughs) Yeah, they. They said this, they set out and played this and said, how can we get Austin into VR? And they said, let's just put his three favorite assassins in VR. Cassandra was one of the my three top... favorites? It's one of my favorites. Oh, okay. Connor, obviously, three, because you... Top three. Because you play the heck out of three. And then, yeah. who does so Con- you? <laughs> my top three, actually, and I might get a lot of hate for this, are... Connor, Cassandra, Ezio. In that order? Yep, in that order. Okay. Okay, interesting. But, all right. But yeah, um, Star Wars Outlaws is coming out next year. We don't have like a launch window besides the year date, so we shall see. But regardless, I'm super excited. I know... Disney and LucasArts did announce like a year ago they want to try and have at least two Star Wars games release every year in some way or another being one main like one AAA title and then like one like small title or something along that lines. So, well, a little update according to the xbox.com the rating pen it says rating pending likely team 13 plus 
But I just want to point out the Xbox store, I think also, or one of the stores also says that Assassin's Creed is coming out in the year 3000. So take that with a grain of salt. Mirage? I can't remember. (laughs) Yeah, Mirage. I can't remember. Uh, No. Uh, But yeah. But that's all we have for this episode. We are going to take a, you know, two-week hiatus just to give some rest and to deal with, like, our day jobs. But Mm -hmm. we will be back with the most fan favorite of characters, Revan. And she is wonderful. Oh, we're going to go into that complications. (laughs) 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 But, uh, cool. Anything else? Nothing. Also, don't come hate for me. I know what the canon says about Revan. (laughs) I'm being antagonistic. There we go. All right. Yeah, that's all I got. So, cool. Thanks all for listening. And may the force be with you. Thank you for listening to Holocron Histories, Star Wars Canon versus Legends. You can find us on the Robots Radio Discord at robotsradio.net. You can also follow us on Twitter at SWHoloHistories and contact us at holocronhistories at gmail.com. Have you ever wanted to deep dive into the lore and stories behind all your favorite Marvel movies? Then do we have the show for you. I'm Captain Shanko. And I'm Psych88. Join us as we dissect the media megalith that is the MCU. We'll talk about the origin stories, the fights, and everything in between. The MCU Lorecast releases on all major podcasting platforms on Mondays as part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club and can be found on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.